Jason Ellis here. Jason Ellis Show reminding you, onit.com slash Ellis. Everybody should go to onit.com slash Ellis. If you really like the show and if you really like being healthy, if you like staying more creative and energized, you should go to onit.com and just check all their things. But make sure if you're going to buy something, you go to onit.com slash Ellis so you get yourself a sweet discount and Onit knows that they uh, you're listening and it all works out and we'll, I'll get more kettlebells to uh, throw at people. So onit.com slash Ellis. And then, of course, cool Van cool-ven.com and you go to that website and use code Ellis for a 10% discount on insulated bag that uh, you have the cold the, like the cooler in the bottom and then you have the heat pack up the top so you can heat up all your different food you could actually heat up some lean feast meals meal prep that comes to your house they have millions of well, wait exaggerating they have lots and lots of locations if you go to leanfeast.com you will see all the different locations there will be one near you and they will deliver it you can go there and pick it up yourself you can order all different sizes different meals different meats they have th- th- tw- over 20 different kinds of meats just the meats alone and you can put that stuff in your cool van, and then you're on a mission doing it. So remember, cool-van.com, code Ellis. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, you guys, for the support. Yes! I've got two fucking microphones. I'm on I'm murdering my thirst. Wendy Williams style. I was trying to get a fart to come out while I was burping <laughs> so that I could uh, make this go uh, viral, but it's not easy to shit yourself while you're burping. She's the best no. of the Shout best. Shout out to Wendy Williams. Yeah, right. The best of the best. <laughs> I remember oh hearing God. as a kid, if you burped and farted at the same time, you would turn inside out. I'm glad that's not true. Man, who are your evil... Why... Your parents so mean with the weird fairy tales. No, it wasn't from parents. It was oh. from fellow stupid kids when I was like five. At what age did you stop believing that? Uh, probably around six when I burped and farted for the same time. Right. Yeah, and Candyman showed up. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> he, still th- he still thinks it though. He still thinks it. I'd just like to introduce. He's going to turn out so- inside out. The Dingo is here uh, for on the Jason L Show yeah. podcast. Yeah. People that don't know Dingo, what the fuck? But seriously, it's so great to do the Jason L show with the Dingo. Thank I, you for being here, Ding. Yeah, I know. I feel like um, I've I've been in I've been in this room a couple of times, but it's just been solo dolo. Yeah, you did. That's right. You do my awesome world Patreon show, which is right. It's a, tr- a true treat because usually I'm talking to myself, and that is more of a struggle. But we just shot the shit, and you that's that's, that's right. You told me that you peed your wetsuit while you were looking at me when we were jet surfing. It's true, Michael. Great conversation. No, it's not every man that can maintain eye contact with a friend while he's urinating <laughs> right? in his friend's clothes. <laughs> I do want to say uh, 
uh, I recently took a slam and I brought my helmet in to Holy show people. Because I want to show you, Dingo, because you're an action sports athlete. But at 49 years of age, I was skating the Tony Hawk ramp the other day and I was working on my hand plants. Yep. Haven't done them for a long time. And I did one that was pretty sketchy and I was like, oh, I'll fix that and do a bit better one. And uh, I over-rotated on the landing and fell backwards down to the vert ramp and smashed my head open and didn't realize this, but I hit this side and that broke out the other side. What does, so that, what does that mean? That means that my brain um, is, you know, the, the in kickboxer where uh, he can do the, he hits a, the bricks and he makes the bottom, the middle brick explode. Yep. I, so I think it's the wing dumb or something. I think I, my brain can wing dumb. Like I, I could probably kill you with my brain. Remember in eighties movies when like the rich corporate cocaine addicted dickhead had the thing on his desk with the three balls. Yeah. Drop the one ball and the yeah. one in the middle didn't move. And yeah. It, but it moved the one on the other I side. Remember that. His brain's the middle ball. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. Except it probably moved a little. It definitely oh, inside your skull. Right? <laughs> a slow-mo video made my brain, like my skull would have... Like a Mexican jumping bean. Crazy. So you did this on like the, the giant vert ramp at Tony's place? Yeah. You didn't try to practice your, your hand plants on like one of the smaller ones? No, you dummy. You can't do a, a invert. You can't do inverts on anything but vert. Everybody if you do an that. invert on a mini ramp, it's like you got to pull yourself up into like a jump ramp handstand. <laughs> And it's sketchy as fuck. You need a vert to vert ramp because it's vertical. You just fly up into the air and then it's you pleasantly put your hand on the coping and then your body sits down on your arm, but you get a you get it positioned before you wait and then when the weight falls on it, then you start to just bring it back in. And when I brought it back in, because I haven't I've probably only done like three inverts in the last ten years. And before I've really retired, I was not doing inverts anymore. So I that's why I was doing them because it felt like a new trick. I hadn't done it for so long that I didn't really even know what I was doing. I was like, hand plants, man. Fuck, I, could do, I used to do that easy. So I did one. I was like, whoa, that was sketchy. And then, because I'd been doing, I did a backside air. I did Smith grind over the fucking gap. Like third try. I'm like, man, getting my shit back. And then oh, I yeah. Just, I, I saw stuff all over your Instagram and Tony's Instagram. And it was fucking impressive. Yeah, I think I got a little... Uh, no know, one was but, filming your inverts, though, huh? Uh, that's the other thing. I, I don't. I, part of me didn't want to see it, but then for the podcast, I, talking about it, it would have been cool to show the slam. But when I hit my head, I definitely was like not there for a second, and then I heard uh, Tony's voice calling my name. You know, so I just heard like Jason, Jason, and then I looked over and I'm like, whoa, Tony. And he's like, man, Can I get you're... your autograph. <laughs> you, look, you look old, like an old Tony Hawk. Is that really you? <laughs> he he um, immediately asked me, "Do you remember what you slammed on?" And I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, the ground." Invert. And I think I over rotated. And he's like, "You're good, man. If you can remember that, it's not that bad." And when I went to get up, I, I was doing the. You still had the wobble legs. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. You're like sit a baby. Up. You're like a baby calf. I couldn't sit up, dude. <laughs> when I went to sit up, I fell over. Like so, I rolled over on my belly and held the fucking ground with my hands and was like, and my head was still doing that a little bit. And then I sat up, still wobbly, waited, waited, talking to Tony, talking to this other guy. They're like, "We're gonna leave." They think they were freaked out by that slam. Were they? And, and then Tony goes, "Look at your helmet." And I'm like, "Oh my god." Why is my helmet in half? I'm like, dude, you're too old. And then for a second, 
I felt the panic of uh, you you could get worried right now. Like you might, because the brain, if you hit your brain too hard, you can't escape. It's like a bad trip. You know what I mean? Like you're in there and you can't, you, you know what I mean? I'm off and I'm off and I'm like, no, no, get out of there. Get out of there. And, it, and if it doesn't get out of there, you can start to panic. Yep. And it obviously very thankful that, you know what I mean? I started to like not wobble and I was like, <sighs> Tony's like, I'm going to get you a ride, man. You know, you can drive. And I'm like, I'm all right. Then give me a second. I feel like I might be okay here. I definitely remember stuff. And Tony knows from all of us getting knocked out for the last 20 years. He's been around concussions his whole life. If you're talking and walking and you remember who you are, it's, it's good. Those are really good signs when people are like, Hey man, where'd you get, when'd you get here? You ain't driving dude. If you start saying that, yeah. but I knew everything. So I went back to the car and I DUI'd myself for like 10 minutes. Oh, you gave your own little Dewey test. Yeah. Did you pass? <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Z-Y-X. What? Oh, I didn't do that part. I what? don't think I can do don't that. Don't do the sober. written. No, no what I happens don't. if you, you don't are... take the written DUI <laughs> What happens if you don't pass your own Dewey test? I call my wife and say I need an Uber home. Can you call AAA? My car doesn't start. I just tow my Jeep and stay in there all concussed. Just, uh, no, I, I would rather that. I know somebody that did that drinking once. They called AAA and the AAA got there and he was drunk actually. And then he was like, my car doesn't start. The guy like goes to start the car, but he starts, he goes, oh, look, it works. And he's like, get in the fucking back, tow the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love AAA. <laughs> I feel like that's people. Australian AAA or something. Dingo, when was the last time you got knocked out like that? Um... Fuck, I've never... Um, I imagine you've taken some pretty brutal no, 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 snowboarding, no, no. right? No, 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 no. I, I, I definitely have. I've definitely I've definitely wobbled the noggin. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I haven't had a good slam probably in over over 10 years. I thought take, you said you hurt something not so long ago. Oh, I, I hurt... your ankle out or something? No, no, yeah, yeah, no. I'm talking about my head. Oh, okay. Last time you got a head hit. Yeah, my, okay. I'm, my ankle's been horrible for a long time. Um, but like, like a good head slam, like probably like 2007 or something. In 2021, talking about mental health is finally a thing. And that's why we're excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, therapy, if you're, if you're thinking about doing it or you, you're thinking about uh, not doing it because you don't want anybody to find out, that is really the most unhealthy decision you could ever make. As a man that needed therapy and was a man that thought he was such a man that he didn't need to go to therapy, finally broke a and went to therapy and is very, very thankful and highly recommends that if, uh, if you feel like you should talk to somebody, then that just means that you should. And there's nothing to lose because what's the worst that could happen? That he didn't or she didn't help you or you really got some help. As a person that's been in therapy and is married, I would be single for sure if I did not go to therapy. So do you want to be lonely? No. You need to hit these people up. And thanks to BetterHelp, getting therapy has never been easier. It's customized online therapy, video, phone, even live chat sessions with a therapist. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours. That's why millions of people are seeing what therapy is really all about. This podcast uh, is sponsored by BetterHelp. And the Jason Ellis Show listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Ellis. That's better, H-E-L-P, help.com slash Ellis. Manscaped, who has hair? Myself, have hair. I have hair in places 
that I don't really like hair. And I have hair missing where I really wanted it. How'd you make that happen? I feel like somebody upstairs doesn't like me. But look, here's the thing. My hair right now wants to leave the top of my head and it wants to grow in real back, like behind my ears, on my ears, on my ears. Not in? In my ears too. I can't even see in there. I don't want to see. I'm surprised I can hear you guys. I feel like my ears might be full of hair. But as a man that shaves his toes and use, I have two manscaped. Some, I have one for you know what, and then I have another one for everything else. Just because I'm, you know, weird about balls to face. Yeah, you don't want to cross-contaminate. But you could probably just clean it. They have the spray and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm a lucky guy that has two. You'd yeah. probably be okay with just the one. But for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Ellis at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Ellis. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. <laughs> aloha, balls. Wow. You know, somebody said on Twitter, you should, you know, that maybe it's time to quit. And, you know, because it wasn't that long ago that I was at the ramp and my knee exploded. And he, Tony said, I for sure thought that was the last time I was ever going to see you on a vert ramp when your knee did that. It's like it's too old for you to bother to get old back when you weren't even in it in the first place. But when you think about it, I've only skated like six times and I've blown my, uh, till my ACL off and I've been knocked out in six sessions. So the ratio of like, pain to pleasure but it's I, I feel like it's justified i feel like you haven't been skateboarding for a long time and then you come swinging in thinking you're going to get a free ride jason ellis never got a free ride in skateboarding jason ellis always got hurt skateboarding vert but he really liked it that's the game i don't feel like just now i don't do as many tricks or go as well or as fast but i'm still me i'm still that guy that's like i'm on point and then all of a sudden i oh and I just fran and shit the bed and fucking get sprawled out on the ground and hear Tony Hawk echoing inside my empty brain. But I still thought when the when I was like, wait, you're okay and you're gonna drive home, you can fucking you know what I mean like 49 man, you can take a, a shot like that and still like I you know what I mean I woke up in the morning I was like whoa neck and shoulder but I feel like I've been here so many times I got the roller out I got the ice packs out. I did like Epsom salts baths. I've been like giving myself my own weird massages because I don't want to have anybody come over and touch me. But I'm I'm making it work. I'm bouncing back. I'm gonna be back on the ramp. And I'm. Do you think you're gonna retire doing hand fuck plants no. and inverts? I'm doing that the fucking day I'm back. That, <laughs> you think that thing's fucking taking me out? I'm that thing's sucking my butt next time I'm back there. That's the way it's played. But that's but I felt like it's a it's a flashback of how I got here in the first place. Cause those are the things that make you other people quit. And it doesn't make me quit. Like if, if anything, it was like, Oh, Oh, okay. So you want to fucking play it like that? You could really knock me out still. That is fucking crazy. I will be a lot more respectful when I'm there next time. You know, like if I'll tell you this, I will be doing inverts, but if they feel weird, I'm jumping off. I'm doing, I'll do them again, but I'll do them with a lot more respect because that shit was crazy to deal with all that, like the rest of the week and to have a little like a hazy thing. My eyes still hurt, but I really did. It reminded me that 
it's good for the podcast, good for all this stuff. I mean, obviously, you don't want to get knocked out every day. I'm not a psychopath. If I got knocked out tomorrow, I wouldn't. I, I already know from being knocked out. You can't hit your head again for a while. You got to take it easy. So obviously, I plan on taking it a lot easier on my noggin. But in the end, it'll be. I I can already tell. I'm not. I'm not punchy. I'm not. It's. I've. I don't want to. I've got. A, I've got a thicker head than a normal person, and I'm built for this. Could you I know get it sounds like, so um, cheesy, like a fucking workout T-shirt, but I am like it's. I and I just proved it again the other what day. What was the slogan? Built for this shit. Yeah, no, that yeah, that was it was a longer one. What was it you said before? I was built for this shit. It takes a licking. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> could you could you give yourself like a month long provisional helmet where it's like like space balls? You just have like this gigantic one. So if you oh, do like fall- an extra. <laughs> 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 like when people have the big fat gloves on yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of that have the big fat helmet wouldn't that make me fall over a lot because I have a giant helmet on yeah, I'm sure they can make it very light if it was that huge you know there's way better helmets that people don't use because it's they don't look right like I think Tony wore one for a while and well, he made, got, it got made fun of but it was it was a bigger helmet had more padding and it was I think Bell made it it's like Bell Moto it looked like helmet. a Moto helmet right yeah a little bit more yeah you can't wear a Moto helmet on a skate no, ramp no I know I tell you what, if <laughs> turns out where you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, ten percent of the time I fall off like that now, then yeah, I would wear a motocross helmet. I mean, you can't until you can. Real men didn't wear hockey helmets, period, until they did. Some and and look, some I, still does. Some well, some people's it's heads not in the NHL. Some people's oh, okay, heads yeah. can take it better than others. That's just the bottom line. And and it, but if you but you if you're talking about eighty percent of the rest of us when they hit their head, they have permanent damage from it then yeah, we need to rectify the situation. You can't just rely on all these thick-headed people that well, I don't seem to really feel it when I hit my head that right. much because I've got friends that have been stung nowhere near as hard as that and had like, uh, they're fucked up. They had to go to like other countries and get all the weird shit in their well, everyone's head. different. You know what I mean? That's Some what I'm saying. Some people got thick heads and, you know, metal in their brain or metal for skull. Obviously, you got a bit of a metal skull. But You're I also lucky. think it's your mind, you know? Like, I, I mean, feel like there's a time my brain got hit. My brain was like, ah, panic is swelling. And I was like, shut up. Like, just fucking, you're all right. You know, like, calm down. Yeah, your brain, your brain's had a lot of swelling. I know, but I know when you say that and then I go, I know. I'm like, <laughs> Jason, that's sketchy. <laughs> And I know this is going to be a stupid statement, but I'm built for this shit. I'm all right. I can there you take go. it. I'm way more worried about. I felt this other thing. You got a bit. Of I kiwi. felt like that hit gave me more confidence about my heart problems. Like I yeah. felt like that hit. I was like, here's my theory. There you go. I think that I hit my brain back into a better. Like I feel like the last time I got knocked out, it made me like sketchy and a little bit weirded out. And I think like whatever part that I injured then is like a nagging bitch. And I think I hit that bit and shut the pussy up yeah you, like killed, a, you killed the bitch part of your brain that's what i'm saying I mean, I tv like I, had a little static going you slapped it and now it's it's like slapping the tv in that's the 80s right. fucking bing bing and i'm oh now i'm good to go yep the nintendo's good as new now <laughs> yeah you so i'm pretty sure cartridge. i'll probably skate better than i've ever skated oh. um the next time i skate but are you gonna come back with the moto helmet Nah, tony hook gave me a helmet um for uh from his actual warehouse of helmets. And I feel like he had, when I looked at it, I was like, wow, that helmet looks better than my helmet, which tells me that I should have had that helmet on and maybe it wouldn't have broken. Maybe I would be more conscious. Mm. That's got to hurt a little bit. 
a little bit, right? To know because that it was right there you, in-house. Do you know that I also <laughs> has this one? I also switched helmets for that slam. Oh. The one that I had on the last week yeah. was doing a little bit of a thing like that, moving yeah. on my head, and I was like, I don't like that it's loose, mm-hmm. but it was a better helmet. Mm-hmm. And then I found that one because I've got like two other helmets. I'm a guy that doesn't have any new skateboard shit. I know. I just have a fucking plethora of fucking skateboard shit because of who I am. So I go in the garage and I'm like, oh, there's three different helmets there. So I put them on and then I was like, oh, that one looks good. I didn't look at what it was or anything. And I just spray painted it gold and was like, hell yeah, new helmet. When did you spray paint it gold? Like the day before I went down to the ramp and got knocked out. <laughs> new helmet. It's brand new. Yeah, that's how I christened it. I also thought, man, you know what you didn't do? So superstitious in moto and skateboarding. You always bang your helmet on the ground if it's new before you wear it. And you didn't do that? Nah. Well, there's your problem. <sighs> Shit. But I'm all right. Yep. Well, skateboarding is horrible for your brain, and as we all know, so is marijuana. That's... Yeah. Oh, are you going to talk about that guy that said it's going to kill your children? I am, yeah. Why did he do that? Why is he the governor of Nebraska is really more the point. Does anybody tell him? Because he said that you've got to look at the, um, the, the uh, what's the word? Suicide? No, you got to look at the, the stats or the, he used another word, like you know, the actual proof in what's going on. He's like, if you look at the research... It'll show that if you let kids have marijuana, they'll all die. And I was like, where yeah. is your research? It's kind of like this one guy that mm-hmm. told me that 99% of America doesn't trust Dr. Fauci. And I was like, where's that one from? It's not that reliable. Right. Well, I think I can tell you where Nebraska Governor Ricketts got his got this idea from. The, the exact quote, if you legalize marijuana, you're going to kill your kids. Yeah. This is what the governor of a state in the United States of America said in 2021. I believe he was referring to two cases in which young men, unfortunately, died by suicide, took their own lives, and uh. were shown to, at some point, also have eaten cannabis edibles. You know what, though? If like- you let your kids eat McDonald's. You will kill them. If you let your kids wear sneakers, you will so, kill them. Nah, because there's at nah, least two kids nah, I know. Are you, are you about to say that this is uh, because I... They, you know exactly they, where I'm going. They kill themselves. It's got nothing to do with the weed. It's got nothing to do with the weed. But like... Yeah, no. Yeah, it doesn't. You can't. <laughs> you can't say if that's the case. Like, because how many people drank and killed themselves? Right? Listen, like, I will like, say that... Oh, I, where- I, I, I will say though, if you're not like a weed smoker and you eat an edible... Yeah. It could definitely put you somewhere where you've never been before. Yeah, it could oh. put you somewhere where you don't want to be, but not in Suicideville. It just didn't no. get this fucking shit out of me. It's kind of like a bad 100%. mushroom thing. I, I recently just got back into... Uh, I, I ended my weed cold streak. Right. How long did you go cold for? A month or so, right? Mm, oh, almost four months. Fuck. What, yeah. cha- what changes in that? Does your diet change a lot? Uh, not per- well, I, I definitely got the munchies less. That for sure changed. That makes sense. I did yeah. feel that my head up. was a little bit clearer. My dreams, you know, because smoking weed fucks with your dreams and it kind of suppresses them. Just the most insane, long, vivid dreams, you know, for the past, you know, four months or whatever. But I got in on that, uh, like Seth Rogen just started selling weed. Yes. You really <laughs> love him. He's, I, I do. I, no, think you, I feel like him and uh, Kevin. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Could sell you whatever they Anything. make, you will buy it. And it's funny because I have bought weed from Kevin Smith too. Because he's not selling those pre rolled joints. No, I remember you bragging like, about how great these joints were. And I'm like, I feel like it's because it's got Kevin Smith written on the plastic. But go ahead, good for you. Try the Snoogans. <laughs> that, this is actually 
what, what it was called. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> but I mean, he's just a cool dude. He's been on the show yep. a couple times in the past. He's always been super nice to all of us. Yep. He's, his movies are funny, and he's, he's, yep. he's bringing a lot of cool comic book properties that I enjoy. He's into a genius. TV. So I was lucky enough to you know get in the digital waiting room when he launched day one of The Weed. And it sold out within a few hours, but I was actually able to get some of it. What's what's the digital waiting room? Just because it was so, it's not in dispensaries yet. So the only way you can get it is if you live in like Los Angeles, somebody will come and deliver it to you. So that's a digital so, waiting room. It's so popular. Yeah, you had it was like buying a PS Five. Sorry, it was just new technology, so, Michael. I haven't I've been out of the game for a minute. I Tech no talk on the Jason Ellis show. <laughs> I'm just smiling and nodding. I don't know what he's saying. Like and subscribe. So the weed, the weed that he's selling, like the, his weed brand, it's is amazing. like it's the stuff he smokes. Oh. So and the, his favorite strain is this fucking pancake ice shit that's over 33% THC. And for somebody who had a bitch ass tolerance before taking a break, and then goes off of weed for four months, and then smokes fucking 33% THC weed. Yeah. Oh, I rocked my ass. But didn't make you paranoid or feel bad. So I think the just the excitement of it on day one was solid. You know, yeah. I watched I watched a movie, I watched some South Park, I watched the new South Park special, and then I watched a whole bunch of episodes on HBO Max. Yeah. And it was like some good old school high, just giggling at like old South Park episodes. A couple nights later, I fire up the volcano and I fill up a big bag of the the thirty three percent shit. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! It put me. I was in a fucking different planet. I was in a different plane of existence. Was it a good planet? It was... Was it a scary planet with paranoia in it? A little bit. I had to put uh, some effort that. in. I had to put some effort in. I really had to dig in and, and try and keep my grasp on reality because I was watching this movie and all of a sudden I realized I wasn't paying attention to it and I had just made a big fresh thing of popcorn and all of a sudden I realized I forgot how to eat fucking popcorn. Forgot. How do you eat, How do you forget? What? Did you use a straw or something? I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, forget. why do I have a mouthful of this dry shit? Forget What's your spoon. Oh, it sounds like you forgot why you would eat popcorn. Yeah. Well, no, and then I was chewing it, and I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, I was chewing it all slow and wiggling my jaw. Wow. It just, it felt foreign to me. I'm like, You're saying we weird... did that? Yeah. Do you think you're a little bit to blame? Yes. Oh, 100%. Because I don't want to say, just like that governor guy saying marijuana kills kids. It I didn't kill me. I'm I reckon here. you're wrong. And I reckon that when you say weed made me um, not know how to chew... I reckon that you're putting a lot of that on marijuana. I reckon you're, uh, you know, like... Um, a dum-dum? A mediocre chewer. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Man, what is chewing? I, I, I get high, but that's crazy. You know, I think it could have something to do with the spray stuff that they put on weed, word on the street. Because I did, somebody gave me some sativa the other day. Sativa makes you more panicky potentially than indigo, even though indigo is the strongest strand. But uh, that's the biggest test is if it's a really strong sativa. If I potentially get panicky, that 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 then I uh, if I but if I don't, then that's really good weed. It just like energizes me and I don't feel panicky. And I got some of that the other day from a guy that works for Cast who said the guy that makes the marijuana has been listening to the Jason L show since we started on faction no and shit. uh was going to send me some more stuff but it did not make me panic and he claims that it's the uh the stuff that they spray on it the pesticides that that's there's certain pesticides that they use that helps grow the weed makes it potent but it mm -hmm. also is a thing that when you smoke it can get you a little panicky oh 
That's so Seth Rogen sprayed pesticide on his weed. Is that what he got? <laughs> no, I think Seth has the pure stuff. Wait, you couldn't? Oh, you're a bit. Panicky. He couldn't eat popcorn. I get, well, I get panicky. <laughs> I, get, I get panicky off of um, indica. I'm just a panicky guy. Yeah, you get panicky off the door. But what I'm saying is, maybe try some stuff that has no pest, like full organic, and see if that. I'll try works. it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, give it a shot. I just he gave me a thing of it, and I smoked the whole fucking thing. And what's what's like, full organic? Just your homegrown means they don't. Yeah, maybe outdoor or outdoor? They, they don't spray it with stuff. But how do you know if you just get like you're not going to like a stizzy or a medman or like? No, nah, you'd have to know the guy. You you'd have to know them, and you, uh, like, he I reckon grows a, it. I reckon there's a bunch of people that say that they do that and they don't do that. That's what I think so too. Yeah, but do you guys ever grow your own? I had a plant at one point. <laughs> I've never grown my own. My brother used to. I mean, it didn't work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, my no, my brother used to grow a lot under the house. Really? He was good at it. We didn't. We, we didn't know what we were. We would pick leaves off the plant and then just like try to smoke them as is. It was like we were smoking cilantro. Yeah, no, that was probably his first business. <laughs> I think my dad bought a house once and like just to have you know like, a weed hydroponic. Oh, sure, a grow house. Do you know what I was like? Sure. So I funny. Bought into a grow house for a little bit. I only just found out recently that back when my mum and my dad were together, and I was like young, young. I would have been. I, Two, three, four, around there somewhere. So my brother was like eight, nine, ten. Um, one of my, my my dad used to grow weed, and then he'd have a stash behind his fireplace. And I shit you not, one of his friends were over there for dinner, outed him out to the cops, and the cops came and got the weed. That was like his own little like a friend in a house guest knew he had weed in the house yeah, and a, tipped off the authorities. What the a authorities got acted. <laughs> Oh man! You know what I mean? Like you know that your your dad had those friends back in the day that your friends or like whatever it really weren't. They just fucking <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that such a fucking cunt dog Aussie thing to do though? But my mum was explaining to me, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Cunt dog Aussie thing. In Australia, this podcast is not that offensive. In America, we yeah. might have bummed a couple of people out there. Cunt is Australian as meat pies. It really is. I mean. Sick cunt is one of my best friends. Yeah. It's not a. It wasn't a term to use, use like slanderers to him. I was paying respects to Jake Brown. Yep, he's a sick cunt. Right. You'll see. We'll be joined shortly by a guest from Australia. And he'll he's be a saying, sick cunt. He'll be saying cunt left and right. There's no, no way that this dude. I'll bet, ha- my, I'll bet my entire reputation. on There's that. There's no way this dude hasn't been said <laughs> told, mate. You are a sick cunt. He is. He's been told that more than probably anybody in the world. I think. I mean, just just go to the local pub. He'll get he'll get a telly up in one night. He has so many credentials <laughs> on the sick cunt roster. Yeah, like what? There's no, like Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel did a lot of cool slams. He was a sick he, cunt. He never fought a shark. Nah. On video, it's not even a tail. Yeah. We got to see it. You know what's cool though? It's like when you land in Australia, there's still like you, like the first person you see big billboards. It's him always. Yeah. You ever notice that? No. <laughs> but I was told recently that he's like the Tony Hawk of Australia. No, yeah, he has been for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. To be one of the greatest, arguably the greatest, they say. Yeah. And then to top it off with, hey, mainstreamers, watch me fight a shark. Such a good look. Yeah. I would love that. Jason, I made a very exciting web visit this week. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? I went to bluechew.com and signed myself up for some Blue Chew. Dang. Does that mean you're throbbing right now? (laughs) Not at the the moment. I could be next week. That's definitely in play. I've heard you talk about 
uh, these types of drugs for yeah. quite some time. I've always been curious. I don't actually have any issues down there, but who couldn't use a little extra something? I do. I don't even <laughs> care. I can admit it. I do. And, and, uh, and these are great. And everybody should do it because everybody deserves to have a throbbing knob, you know? You've always said that. Don't forget the shaft and all that other stuff. Well, I signed up. It was incredibly easy, and the package showed up, and now the wife and I are just trying to find the right timing to open the little Blue Chew package. I look for uh, Congratulations, Michael. Oh, I'll keep that, you posted. Yeah. You'll be the first to hear Thank about you, it. Thank you. In real it, time. Sitting by the phone, ready to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code ELLIS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code Ellis to receive your first month free, free throbbing ragers. And we would like to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks, mates. Jason, I own both homeowners and automobile insurance. And Check I, you out, Michael. You're I'm not trying to brag. And when it comes to the home stuff, am I getting the best deal? I have absolutely no idea. Somebody told me who to sign up with, and I did. And I don't know if I have a horrible deal. When it comes to automotive insurance, I am always searching for a better deal because I have a point on my license that I do not deserve, and it is killing my rate. I came to a complete stop at the stop sign, and the Culver City police are liars, and they said I didn't. And I'm constantly looking to shave a few (laughs) bucks off of my ridiculously, illegally inflated auto insurance policy. What's up, Culver City police? We're... Telly's coming for you. Look at me looking at you. Man. Oh, man. And that's why I need to go to policygenius.com to review and hopefully update and improve both my home and auto insurance policies. So while you're gearing up for spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies with Policy Genius. Reshop your rates and you can save up to $1,055. Head to to policygenius.com and get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Jason, what do you think about root beer? I love it and I like cherry cola more, but I don't like pissing into the bottle because uh i just recently had to pee in a root beer and my meters almost blew my knob out of the dick out of the bottle and pissed all over myself and i was in a u-hole rental rental and i didn't want to urinate in the car and get charged extra money for urine because i'd be like wow he urined in the car what a what a bum you know that wasn't the answer i was expecting oh yeah but that's that that, that just happened to me michael where i was like I'm doing the butt dance. Yeah. I'm doing the wiggle, and it's just too many lights, and I'm pulling on my dick, trying to because there's like all these things you can do to stop the piss coming out. So I'm pulling the knob, and I'm doing the knee wiggle, and I'm flexing my butt cheeks, and fucking doing the kegel thing all at the same time. Then I'm like, man, I'm going insane. I'm going insane. Fucking can't make it. Pulled off, just immediately pulled off, and I was like, I don't even didn't even have time for a side street. Just seatbelt fucking, Uh-oh. and I'm like, man. Main Street I, root beer pissing. I got a trunk, you know what I mean, because I'm uncut, and I was like, I could put the trunk in there, and I'm like, the trunk won't fit in there, and I'm like, fuck, I could put the knob on the hole, right? but if the, the my mouth, my pee mouth, the is, be- my pee mouth is like, the right, I've got a big meat, it's, it's right, like, I'm like, is it is the mouth inside the no, bottle? No, I know because if one little bit of the Muppet mouth, is one bit of the out, Muppet mouth, and we've got fucking Pea City, yeah, and it's going, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm okay, I think I'm okay, and then I feel the pressure of my pee filling the bottle, 
and me knob sealed over the bottle and the air and I'm like, oh, we're going to have a pee combustion and it's going to blow my knob out of the bottle, fucking rah, pee all over the fucking place. So now I'm like, no. And I'm thinking to myself, how full is the bottle? And I can't see. So I'm just trying to judge how much pee's coming out of my penis into the bottle. Wait, why how couldn't big- you see? Because I was holding it with my hand. I was had my dick pointed over it. Oh. I couldn't lift my hand to see how much was in the bottle. It was too risky to move the bottle. It was like Muppet Mouth right on the edge of things. It could have gone in any, any way. And then I, this other thing I've learned how to do, I could stop peeing. So it I doesn't s- hurt? No. Oh. I fucking put a pee break on. I was like, stop, stop. You know, bit shake, bit shake. And then... The only thing that I did wrong is I was like, I shake it, shake it. And then I guess from holding it in the chamber, pulling back and hitting the brakes on the urine, when I pulled my dick out, a pee came out, like out on my sweatpants and on my on my sweatshirt. But sweat pa- get charged extra for that. No, that's all. I was like, I can handle pee. I'm mi- I can piss on myself, but I don't want to piss on someone's car. Rupee, you say? Yeah. What I'm about cre- it? I'm a cream soda guy. but <laughs> <laughs> But that's cool. I'm sorry, cause I my, I don't drink anymore, so my highlight is root beer, mm-hmm. cherry colas, creamy sodas. Yeah. All those are very exciting to me. Well, you- tell me something. Could you see yourself going to, or have you ever been to an alcohol-free bar? Cause those are like a thing now. I did not know that, and yeah, I would. As a guy that really doesn't want to hang out with people that drink, yeah. but I still want to hang out. Do you yeah. want to hang out with people? Yeah. Without alcohol. Well. I feel like nobody will hang out with me unless I let them drink. So I just let everybody drink. But what, do I like it? Not really. You know, it's kind of like a constant reminder. I feel like I'm still. I should probably go to meetings. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I'm fine. But I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I know I be... won't drink no matter what. Right. But I do feel like sometimes I get unnecessarily bummed out about it. Where I'm like, that's embarrassing, Jason. You know, like so what? Let it, like other people have drinks. In, you know, at lunchtime on a Saturday, and you can't anymore. Wah. You're still sweet, you know? Right. We all have our crosses to bear. I, I find this interesting. These are popping up all over the place. I'm looking at a picture of one in Tokyo. There's a place in Austin, Texas. And we've already talked on the show in the past about a couple of different lines that are making non-alcoholic, not just beer, but booze. There's a lot of people who, when they get an, an alcohol-free bar in their town, are like, why did it take this long? Particularly women. Like, I think guys have always been the ones who are driving the whole, if we're getting together, we're all getting hammered thing. I think a lot Fuck of times. Yeah. I've had that feeling sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you go to a bar with like a lady and you've had like five drinks and she's still like on her first one and you're like, what's your deal, lady? Turns yeah. out that I don't think on average that they love it quite as much as, as we do. Uh, women would be happy to just go have a, a tasty, alcohol-free flirtini and, and hang out with one another. Yeah, when Wait. I first stopped... Uh, when I first stopped drinking when I was younger, I noticed how much less I th- everybody around me drank. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody was drinking as fast as me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. that was when I kind of realized that maybe I did have a problem because, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, wait, you, you've yeah. been sitting on that for like fucking two. I mean, I would have been I'm fucking 10 deep in an hour. Yeah. I crack them. Like the worst thing is a packed club where I have to wait at the bar. I'm like, this, I should just stay at the bar. You know what I mean? Because by the time I walk off, I've pounded it. Yep. May as well just sit there and order them over and over again until the Coke wears off. God, I had such so a terrible technique. You were saying that they have non-alcoholic spirits? Yes. Like you could get a... I'm into that. A non-alcoholic shot a of whiskey. A virgin pina colada. 
Love those. Well, that's weird. Well, those are those are fuck easy. Fuck you, dingo drinking machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, is it? Well, fuck you, man. I, I to, love my fucking virgin pina colada. Here I am to tell you, non-alcoholic bar sucks. Virgin. <laughs> I love a good uh, strawberry just daiquiri, go, just, Michael. Just, yeah, the frozen drinks are easy. You just, just don't put the booze in when you make just it. Just go back to AA. They usually do those places in a bar so you can see all the alcohol, but everybody in there can't talk because I can't drink it. You just told me to go back to AA. <laughs> I'm sure they have meetings where you came from. You guilty person <laughs> one stone. <laughs> Go to AA in Australia, you fucking idiot. But do they have like non-alcoholic vodka? That no. one seems a bit silly. Okay, can I, I tell want you a red wine and no one ever sent it to me. Someone bragged about that there was a wine, the red wine, because I really miss red wine the yeah, most. Right. And they were saying that you can get a non-alcoholic red wine, but I don't believe it. We I'm found sh- it and it was like $7 and you were like, I don't want to drink that shit. Oh, wow. Oh. So there was one. You found it. Wait, I said that? <laughs> yeah. I was going to get it. I'm like, should I order this? And you were like, $7. It's going to taste like shit. It is going to taste think? like hey, what, shit. What do you think? The non-alcoholic wine gets better with age? That is, in, in, its, in its defense, that's okay. pretty expensive grape juice. Yeah. Yeah. It's highly expensive grape juice. All right. Let's get it. I'll try it. Okay. So I have, I actually have not had a drink myself in over two months. You haven't? No. Good for you. Just kind of feel like it. I'm taking a few months off. I kind of want to set a new, a new record. What's, what's your record? I've done two months. Like since I had my first drink, I don't know that I ever went more than two, two and change without having one drink. So I want to blast through that record. Just, you know, we've all got a lot going on in our lives right now. And it just seemed like I start every year going, maybe I should take a break. Maybe I should try to be my best self. And this year I finally have a reason to kind of stick to the resolution. Yep. And I do find myself on like a Friday. I can subscribe, everybody. I do find <laughs> <laughs> I also tell, can't. Tell he hasn't had a drink for yeah, three I months. I also can't afford beer, so that helps. <laughs> I was going to say, it always comes down to love. I can't even get it if I wanted to. But I do find sometimes on a Friday or Saturday night, I'm fucking, I, I love liquid death, but I am a little bit tired of drinking nothing but sparkling water. Do you know a week. lot of people think that we're drinking alcohol? All the time, oh Katie my goodness. keeps getting messages like, "Where do I get this beer? I can't find it." And Katie says she keeps having to explain to people that he's not drinking beer. Yeah, he's fucking drinking sparkling. We're thirty water. minutes into the show. Jason said five. <laughs> I know. Hey. I love podcasting. Hey, two of them are liquid death light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do find that that like I, I I have a lot of bubbly water and I have a lot of coffee and I don't really want, crave sugary stuff on a Friday or Saturday night. I found myself thinking I could go for a non-alcoholic beer or I wish yeah. somebody would give me like a tasty bitter drink. Just have a different liquid <laughs> flavor. Got in that. My mouth. I know. And, and the thing that I find interesting about this is one of the guys who owns one of these alcohol free bars says that he thinks he estimates 75% of his customers drink. They just go there when they don't want to drink. So it's not just an alcoholic bar. It's just like I'm fucking grown up and I don't want to fucking wake up with a hangover tomorrow. Yeah. I like I snacks. If they have snacks and non-alcoholic beer, then, I mean, you can have lunch with somebody yeah. and then you you know you don't have to feel the need to drink. That's sort of the flaw in this plan as I see it is, to me, a non-alcoholic bar is uh, is a restaurant. Yeah, why, that's why are we why are yeah. we not meeting for food? That's yeah. what I was. That's yeah, what I was going to have good snacks. Yeah. yeah, and and if the snacks aren't that great, there's probably a restaurant next door that also has non-alcoholic drinks. With all due respect to zero. What about this? Bourbon. What about just have a cool se- selection of non-alcoholic drinks so that you can have those with the people that are drinking? Yeah. Because I, as I said, it's called my favorite it's called thing a, to do. It's called a virgin. But it's not that bad. Like virgin if I have dinner rule. and everybody's huh? drinking, I'm not bummed out that much. No. It's like, whatever. 
Virgin mojitos are fucking delicious. Yeah, virgin anything's yeah. great. Yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> Man. Fully leaving that alone. Might even cut that out. That is insane. <laughs> um, oh, we can cut things out now? I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll yeah. barely even be on the show, Dingo. <laughs> <laughs> That old gun thing might be fucking edited. Uh, I don't think our guest is going to show up. You guys have changed. Really? really? What a cunt. You guys <laughs> <laughs> Does he not know but that it's... In, in his country, that's, that yeah. is a, that is a, that's a term of respect. Why is he not showing up? I don't know. I don't know. He wanted to start at noon. Emailed with him yesterday. He was like, you know, if we start at 10, that's four in the morning for me. So I know it's still early in the morning oh, for him. Maybe he slept in a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Maybe he slept in. I've emailed him a couple times, but he might be asleep. He might be inside of a shark. I don't know. He's it's probably five, inside it's of a shark. It's 5.39 a.m. where he is. Hey, <laughs> surfers get up to get barreled all the time. That's when it's best to surf. Yes, it's, bar <laughs> it's barrel o'clock. It when is barrel o'clock. You originally booked it. You originally booked it for 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Was a mod. Get him during his pre-barrel break. Listen, I know he'll call back. He's gonna call back at noon Australia time. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to do that interview by myself it's at the table or something. It's definitely possible. Just edit it in. Don't you agree, Tully? Like I'll just say stuff like that. <laughs> we can do anything nowadays. Dingo yeah. can be on that part of the show. Cool. Yeah. Can you put me in that part? <laughs> yes, we can make you disappear and reappear. You guys are awesome. A Texas woman is speaking out for the first time. Uh, she's not revealing her identity because she's still understandably embarrassed about a romance scam that cost her close to $200,000. Oh, no. What was she buying? It's like that weird 90-day fiancé thing where the one lady says, no, uh, Davis is definitely Davis. And she's like 65. and She's kind of cute, but 65 and Davis is this... 32 year old shredded like really handsome guy that lives in france and wants her to send money and loves her and she's like i can't wait to see davis but when i showed up at the airport davis wasn't there but then davis emailed me the next day and said that he had a miscalculation just sent some more money and then meet me like played yep. so hard yep davis it's very sad davis strikes again it is sad particularly because this woman says she was adapting to a new phase of her life back in 2018 after her husband of 25 years had passed so she was older and she was emotionally Aww. and psychologically vulnerable and that is when she got her first online message from bruno mars bruno oh wait bruno? she thought she was in a love uh trifecta with bruno mars yes how old is she i don't know how old she is she has to be at least 50 as i say she had been married for 25 years i watched a uh i watched uh a dr phil recently where a lady thought she was uh been in a relationship with nikki six for like a long time and that she was also seeing brent michael wow and she, she was got convinced it. she got had to be brought on to mm -hmm. dr phil oh did he bring them on yeah really yes <laughs> yeah did see there was a time in the 80s when you could have actually done that yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "I'm not with you." And they were like, "Yeah, you are." Did she say, "Yeah, you are"? Had Nikki's partner on there, and <laughs> oh, so the wife had to say, "Hey, this this my man, motherfucker!" Wow, so much herpes at the table. 
<sighs> right, oh, so that's sad, though. Bruno Mars, they spent weeks trading messages and memes. They shared details of their now, life. Did they share the memes? Do they share like, the do meme? I know what the... I'm sorry, that I don't. That would have been cool, though. Maybe like, I'm Br working on a new album and shit. see what Bruno was sending back? Fake yeah. Bruno? Yeah, what, what's fake Bruno busting out? It's such a weird angle to rip off people for money and go, like, just be Bruno, you know what I mean, Savage or something. Not Bruno, like, the Bruno Mars. Like, it could have just been a guy. Yeah. I feel like as soon as you say, like, I'm Superman, it's like, wait a minute. What are the odds? Well, yeah. it would explain why he's always away and can't be there with you. And then he starts to say, well, it's the rigors of life on the road. I'm in front of 20,000 people every night. But when I go back to my hotel room, I've never felt so alone. Oh, and by the way, I'm short five grand for rental cars that we used on tour. Yeah. See, there you go. How does Bruno Mars have no money? She gave it to her. Yeah. Gave it to him. Uh, and then he asked. He actually asked her for 10 instead of five, and then he needed money to fund his actual tour. That's when she sent him a cashier's check for $90,000. Of course, she's funding a non Bruno Mars concert. And then he told her that he was unhappy with the tour and all the traveling. He asked to come live with her in Texas, so she bought musical equipment, guitars, drums, and microphones, and made an entire room for his band. Can we get loaded, a picture of that? How room? loaded is this chick? She obviously, well, she's. A widow, a widow, and maybe the husband had life insurance. They were presumably set up for some kind of golden years yeah. together. Yeah. I don't have any photos. I'm sorry. As I say, the woman's identity remains a mystery. She wants to spread Kevin. the word with the world so that people can be saved from the same mistake that she made, but she's embarrassed about this having happened to her. She put bunk beds in her house for his band. She set up a studio in his, uh, in her garage. So those guys were just laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's like stuff that they don't. The they don't even getting it. They don't get to benefit from yeah. any of that stuff. They're just having this poor woman waste her money on. Can shit. they find Bruno Mars? Can we yeah, get can him we on Doctor Phil? Go beat up the real Bruno Mars as retribution. <laughs> right. Can the real Bruno <laughs> Mars slap it anyway? Maybe it's not right, but it'll make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she's a fifty year old lady. How much damage can she do? Just let her have let her have like a whack at him or one night with Bruno Mars. Ooh. Oh, oh, fuck him. Oh, actually, fuck it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he you know what? what Bruno do you think, Mars should do that. What do you think she would take if they're like, door number one is Bruno Mars will plow you, and door number <laughs> two is you can kick him right in the penis. Like, super oh, hard. That's that's easy. Of course she wants to fuck him. Yeah, you can always kick him in the nuts after. She would say if it was in <laughs> public, like everyone has to watch it, it's a studio audience, then she would kick him in the nuts. But if it was privately, she loves Bruno Mars, dude. Well, maybe this whole experience has soured her on Bruno Mars, and she doesn't even want anything to do with the real Hopefully. Guy. Now she should go over to, like, a Brett Michael or somebody. They were sending oh, her no. pictures of him in jail, saying that was why he never made it to the studio that she'd set up for him, and they just photoshopped Bruno Mars' head onto some guy in a mugshot. <laughs> no. What the hell? Oh, holy shit. People are so evil. We live in a crazy world. But people are so stupid, too. People are so stupid. I mean, Bruno Mars hit on me. I'd take it. I wouldn't. I mean, I sure I'll fuck Bruno Mars, but I'm not, not on the internet. Not I'm not wirely. sending you five grand. I'm not sending <laughs> any. Uh, Jessica Alba is just like f gaping videos, right? S and, and send me five grand. Not like I, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What if that was Jessica Alba's OnlyFans subscription price? Yeah, like, no, not even close. Does she have I an OnlyFans? Five yeah, thousand dollars. She does. <laughs> she does. Oh. It's not doing so well, though. You should go sign up for it. <laughs> Nobody seems to want to watch Jessica Alba naked on the internet for money. It's weird. Yeah, I would pay $5,000 to um, race 
cars with against so i would like to have a celebrity race against somebody and then someone's like all you gotta do is give us five grand mm-hmm. and you're in a celebrity race against adam carolla i'd be like here's my five grand but sex five grand i think you could street race adam carolla for free yeah like just find out where he lives and just, just figure out what he's leaving get like carolla a, one just yeah fucking, just pull up on it pull up next to him rev it a couple times have katie there ready to drop the handkerchief i'll call tony and I'll see if I can get a Lotus again. And I'll just cruise his streets in the Lot, waiting for him to fucking go to Whole Foods and just be like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Hey, man, your podcast sucks. Yeah. What? He likes Zinku podcast chicken. Sucks dick. <laughs> wait, wait, ain't you Jason? Yeah. I'm the fucking wolf guy saying, fuck you, brother. <laughs> fucking right now for all supremacy. Wait, is that a weird word for me to use? Yeah, probably pretty edgy. You know what I mean? Winner takes all. <laughs> if go. I win, you get my show. If I win, I get yours. Wait, it's a bad deal. I don't want to do this. But I do want to race him. <clears throat> but I would pay five grand for that. There you go. Do you think he'd go for it? Five grand cash. And they have like Vin Diesel there with the, <laughs> with the, with the five grand. Ooh, like a, now you're talking. Well, I off. know for a fact he's a massive, massive, massive Fast and Furious guy. Right. If you pull up with the Lotus and you go fuck your podcast and fuck you, Adam Carolla, and you have five grand, and then Vin, Vin leans Vin over Diesel's, from the passenger Vin Diesel's seat. got yeah. a do rag and he stands and a, and a battle and, of Nas. And, and a, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a Nas backpack. <laughs> So he looks like a fucking scuba diver, and he's, and he's like, hey, "I'm gonna drop the flag." You know what I mean? He drops the flag. Ah, for I'm gonna drop the flag. <laughs> That's my Vin Diesel. Like. <laughs> hey, Vin, how's it going? I'm dropping the flag. <laughs> I'm not. What the fuck? Look at my tank top. That's it. Right. That's great. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna do a whole movie as him. It's gonna be good. How's you know- our Irish working? Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a Wednesday We haven't been to the pub yet On today. a Tuesday But we and go to Monday, Monday. Yeah. And a Tuesday Because we're Irish And a Wednesday And that's how we talk always Because I'm in fr- from Ireland I like beer I like beer too Man. on a Wednesday You would just think to listen to you too That Ireland's right on the border of India It's right here Well it was funny because his, his Irishman <laughs> is Indian uh, Pakistani It's not It's only Irish <laughs> Hawaiian, I only do uh, No I, I I do Irish accents Do, do do you McCure off accent? Oh, to be sure, to be sure, I'm here. <laughs> There's my prove my prove my point, Michael. It's Irish Day. It's it's St. Paddy's Day. It's not, but it is. It oh, is. it was a week ago. It's not. It, 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 yeah, it was. Hey, that's hey. why we were drinking all these all those beers. <laughs> ah! Oh, I just poured it down my actual nose. <laughs> yeah, that's because you got a big nostril. I do. You know why, right? You lose it. You could lose a can down that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it allows me to get more oxygen to my brain So that I can kick more ass uh, Why is it not St. Paddy's Day? Because we're not live, Dingo This is a podcast I know you're used to the oh, radio shit. world yes. yeah. But we're not really here yet I have bad news, Dingo We're no longer employed by a radio company. Oh yeah, shit <laughs> Let me start at the beginning those, those guys, satellite guys <laughs> Not even listening right now No one will be validating your parking <laughs> <laughs> So I should give back my pass? Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely go back there and just start doing some press. They love it. That kitchenette? Oh, yeah. All those snacks are yours. (laughs) It has looked a little weird in there lately. (laughs) Just go there and grab a couple of root beers out of the fridge, walk out. (laughs) Ladies, I should do that when the pandemic's over. See if I can get my pass to get me a root beer. So have you been working on your accents? 
Uh, we just worked it's, on that one. I feel like you guys were synced up on that one. I just felt like I'm not allowed to do any accents anymore. It's inappropriate. Yeah. But I could do this one. And then it, because I'm Irish, he did it all night. So then I just jumped in on it. He started jumping uh, in on it at dinner. <laughs> so then he started ordering his food with this weird fucking thing that he's doing. <laughs> well, then it also started. I leant over to him and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, like Colin Farrell's got a really good Irish." Accent. Oh yeah, when we walked into the restaurant because we, we were practicing it in the golf cart, and he goes, "You know who's fucking good at Irish accents?" I'm like, "Who? Colin Farrell." I was like, "Come he's, on, he's Irish, dude." Oh fuck! Oh, no yeah. wonder he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sucks at American accents though. Yeah. What is that? Where is he from? Yeah, no, I forgot that he's the. Second. Oh, to be sure, I'm from New York City. I forgot that he's the second. I mean, a phone booth on a Monday, <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> he's the second most famous Irishman. Well, you guys can still do your your gangster accents. No, we can't. Yes, you can. No way. Wait, gangster? What kind of gang? Yeah, I'm gonna whack him in the bedroom. Oh, oh yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, because yeah, this. <laughs> Got a wacky bathroom. Yeah, come over here. Right, is she? Nah, just come wait. over here because I can. I'm gonna whack you in the bathroom. Yeah. You she? <laughs> it's some. Yes. See, I was gonna. I feel like I'm gonna say a word that's <laughs> racist or something. I almost did because it's an Italian, right? Yeah, that's not. Where what? Hey, well, I don't think we should do Italian. That's what I'm saying. I think we're no. out of that even. What about if I'm part wait, Italian? You get no, canceled no, 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 for no, being no. Italian. No, I'm not Italian. That that thing like, hey, welcome in the bathroom. That's a little New Yorky. It's not Italian? You can do New York accents still. You're not going to get canceled for that. Who's What's New York sound like? Well, whacking is know primarily that. done stereotypically by Italian-American members yeah. of the community. Yeah, because then the there next couple Irish of words out of you, mozzarella, fungule, you know what I mean? Like whatever the... <laughs> I don't see. I, almost, I don't even know what I'm saying. I hope I didn't say anything rude just then. No, you're still chill. See, but I feel like the next one's going to be bad. So <laughs> yeah, I if just, you start riffing, I think Yeah, you I got Fungule. What comes after that, man? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I think got... you just stick to your Irishman. That's what I'm trying to fucking tell everybody. From I now stick, on, stick the Irishman when I do Monday, an imp- impression and of the Tuesday, anybody. And the Wednesday. The guy, and the Thursday. What's the guy? And the Freddy. Uh, that got Tom Hanks off that <laughs> boat. I'm the captain now? Yeah, I'm the captain. Oh, don't do I that one. No, I do it right. Here I am. I'm the captain right now. <laughs> hey, get it. Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks, get off the board. Yeah, hey, get hey, off the wagon boat. Sure, to be sure, if you don't get off the board, I'll be shooting you. Hey, get off the wagon boat. I, I think I follow. Uh, can you give me your Dikembe Madumbo? Oh, to be sure, to be sure, I'll be blocking shot. Try it again, lucky man. <laughs> Slapped. Boom, you're out of here. I again, lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to do is block a shot. <laughs> Not today, my friend. Okay. So I mentioned uh, uh, the the imposter Bruno Mars people. Another story that was I'm Bruno news. Mars. Yeah, there you <laughs> exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> Send me your money, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Another story of uh, impersonation that was in the news a little while back. You guys probably some of you heard about this in Pennsylvania. A mom was accused by police of making and sending doctored content of her daughter's cheerleading teammates. They said she made deep, oh. deep fakes. Now I would love to <laughs> Put see Put a these. face over your face. We're never going to see these because it depicts people, <laughs> younger people, underage people, obviously, yeah. but how good is a suburban mom at making deep fakes? Is yeah, there she a just go to jib jab? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, Wait a second. My daughter was never an elf that danced with Santa. <laughs> That's the only difference. The only thing yeah. is like, wait, you're making your daughter Vin Diesel or something. Like, it doesn't yeah, yeah, seem yeah. to be that easy. But how would you do that with, how do you get the video of the 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 girls to on that program, on Jib Jab? Right. 
<laughs> your daughter's an alcoholic whore with an enormous head. <laughs> who, who, who just loves racing cars in the city and beating up the rock. So the pictures and videos depicted the teenage girls naked, smoking, and drinking. The mother, it is said, made them to get the other girls competing with her daughter on the cheerleading squad off of the squad. Nice. So it's easy to see how you get photos of the girls. I guess you get photos of the actual photos of the cheerleader chicks, and then you just go looking. Are there a lot of videos of naked chicks drinking and smoking on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's like one of the favorite things <laughs> naked girls do. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Drink. That's like, as soon as their clothes come off, that's get past the cigars around. Yeah. It's lady time. We, we have a, a late guest. Would you like? Yeah. To Mick? All, All right. right. Holy shit. <laughs> Mick in the morning. Mick in the morning. That's the new show. Whereas the great Mick Fanning could be here any second from Australia. Dingo just pointed out that it is five o'clock in the morning. Fair. And there he is. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. And yourself? Good. Thanks for joining us. I know. What time is it? Like no, five in the morning? It's uh, five to six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a guy that I've been surfing a bit lately, trying to get into it, uh, and I noticed that you guys all get up early. To get the best waves, it's not hard for you to get up, right? Oh, sometimes. Uh, I've got a seven-month-old baby, so oh. uh, it's not like I sleep all the way through now anymore. I, I used to get up. Right. So, okay. Now you, so you like to get sleep whenever you can get it, and I completely fucked that by making you come on the podcast. Nah, it's all right. I'll, I'll do it for you, mate. Well, <laughs> I, I do appreciate it. I, I, I have a lot of questions. Uh, I don't. Uh, you mean I'm a pro skateboarder? I knew of. You mean I know you, but I don't follow everything that you've done. And now looking into it, I mean, obviously the the shark. We we'll get into that later on because I'm obsessed with those fucking things. And and I have been, I've worked really hard to get past it. Like if I uh, if I am, uh, I got a jet surfboard, and every now and then if I'm out in the ocean and I fall off and it goes a long way away from me, and I got to swim after it in the sea. I just I just feel like one's coming for sure. I cannot get to that fucking board fast enough. Like I would love to just one day say to myself, I'll just fucking backstroke. You know what I mean? Look, I'll probably tread water for a little bit and gradually go over to that board because there's no way a shark would eat me. But you as a surfer, your whole life you're in these fucking waves. You see you've seen sharks your whole life in surfing, correct? Exactly, exactly. We see sharks all the time. Um, but not like it's not like an everyday occurrence. It's something that, you know, if you see one, you're still freaked out. Is it um, a, when you saw them in your career, are you talking about just seeing them go by or seeing them like come towards you or circle you? Has there been other times besides this ridiculous one where he really tries to eat you? Nah, that's been the one and only time, thank God. Um, you know, you see, see them in places like Tahiti, little reef sharks and that swim around. Yeah. Um, and then, like, every now and then you you might see a, a big one cruise past or something. But if you see them, yeah. that, that's, pretty, that's sort of like a good thing because they've already made their decision if they're going to eat you or not. Because the theory is if they were going to eat you, you wouldn't have seen them coming. You would never see him coming. Because just... that's their decision. Because it's funny, I met a guy in uh, South Australia, the guy that invented the Perspex filming tank so you didn't see any cage. 
I went in there as a skateboarder, saw this big museum, and then the guy that actually was attacked by a 16-foot great white was the guy that approached me, told me the story of the shark biting him and breaking his ribs while it was chewing him, and then he pulled his shirt up and showed me the scar. So I'm, I feel like I've just met like Elvis Presley. This guy's a fucking golden god to me who just introduced <laughs> himself to that. But he said that he looks, he's, if you look at him, they won't come at you. But no, it's it's funny, yeah. Like last year, I did like this shark doco, and we went and swum with like tiger sharks and um, hammerheads, and and uh, jumped in the cage with great whites, and and it was crazy, yeah. Like you, you're looking at tiger sharks, and if you keep an eye on them, they'll just they'll just sort of cruise around you. It's when you're not looking at them that's when they they sort of like bump into you and, and sort of freak you out a bit. Wait, so you've been in the water with tiger sharks where you're looking at them and you notice that they don't come and then every now and then somebody, you get bumped behind because he's testing to see how good your eyes are because he might take your leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> <laughs> Is this, that's not with that girl, right? The the one that, that touches them and pats them. Do you know that? That lady, the deep sea diver that's friends with tiger sharks. That she, Ocean Ramsey? Is that her name? Is that her name? She shows you how to... She grabs the... She puts her hand on the nose of the tiger shark and lifts it up and then pushes the head to the side. And there's just tons of videos of 14-foot tiger sharks coming up and saying hello to her. Is it, have you yeah, seen that? No, I didn't, I didn't go with her. I went with um, a couple others um, in the Bahamas. Uh, one lady who they call the mother of sharks. Her name's Christina Zignato. And, and she she can get sharks. She sort of does a thing where she almost puts them to sleep and she and they turn into like cats just on a lap. What? And she can just sit there. It's it's wild. It's such an amazing experience. And then, Wait, you did um, that? Yeah, I did that. It you fucking crazy. got a tiger shark to be like a kitty cat and you're just patting it? Oh, these, these ones are little, uh, these ones are more reef sharks. Um, but then the tiger sharks will come in and feed. And we had this one, it's got this uh, face and it's shaped like a butt. So they call it butthead. And, uh, <laughs> this one just, I, for some reason, this one just kept coming at me after it would grab a fish or something off, uh, off the guys. And you just got like this little perspex pole and you just got to push it out in front of you and just sort of just steer the thing away. It's, it's, such an incredible experience. It's absolutely nuts. So, I, and we've talked about it so much. I just, just because you are here and it is a ridiculous thing. I, I've always said for this, for the podcast, for myself, to be in a shark fight would be the greatest thing that I could ever achieve in my life. And I, <laughs> I know that that's probably not going to happen, but you are like, like one of the greatest surfers ever. And I now kind of look up to surfers. So, you, not only are you the greatest surfer I've ever talked to, but you're the guy that had a fight with a shark. Like it, it tried to bite. It, did it try to bite you and got the board? Like when did you know when they? Because you said you don't know when a shark's going to attack you. That particular uh, incident. When did you know that it was a shark? And how good of a look of the shark did you get when this was happening? Yeah, look, I guess I was sitting there. I was in the middle of a um, competition. I was in the middle of the final of a, of a World Tour event. And um, I just heard a splash behind me. Yeah. And I was like, so I jumped up on my board. Um, and and then all of a sudden, I felt this tugging on my leg rope. And uh, it got caught in my leg rope. And 
the next. So I'm trying to just put me, my board in between me and the shark. So how um, long do you, when the, after the splash, how long, when you feel the pull on the leg rope, is that when you know it's a shark? Oh, yeah, for sure. And what, um, because of was, the, the visual or, the, or the, 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 the weight of the pull? Just the weight. Um, oh, and fuck. then, yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm up on my board like this. And then, and then I just see the, the fins right there in front of me. Um, and, you know, I've got my board trying to push it away. And then all of a sudden it just smacks me straight in the head with its tail and knocks me off my board. Um, but luckily I never saw the actual jaws of it i never saw the eye all i saw was the side of it and it was so big and so fat um and i was so insignificant like this thing it did whatever it wanted to do i had no say in it like people say they had a fight with a shark it was like you know when you're like one or two and your brother's like 15 or 16 he just throws you around the room yeah that's what it was like yeah but when your brother's throwing you around your room and you still throw a punch that makes you a gangster and you <laughs> threw a punch dude well you could go down swinging that's uh, what i'm saying like there's and it's video of it you're like fuck that i'll use my fist which is that's so uh, fucking sweet yeah just i don't know i just went into flight or fight mode and just went into just just started to, and i i was i was screaming like a girl no worry and I was just like, well, get me out of here. It was... It was uh, did the guy that you were competing with, did he not swim over to help you? Is he that did, true? yeah. So Julian Wilson, his name is, and uh, he was down the point already. He caught a wave and he was just charging back up. Like, I'm screaming at him just to get in and he's just charging up the point like a madman. To help you? Yeah, to help me. Like, who does that? People that fucking care about each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know it's like surprising elect. in this world, but also awesome to know that somebody could do that. You know, because that is—I mean, the video—that's a if I a giant ass shark. It's a crazy thing to go towards. You know, usually yeah. your instincts should tell you to get the fuck out of there. Mick, you say that in such a way as exactly. to imply that if the roles had been reversed, you might not have come back for him. <laughs> um. Look, I guess you don't know until you're in that situation. You bastard! <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not listening. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to think I'd go there. Yeah, but you just don't know. That's you that's really the, know. of course, that's the most realistic answer ever. And now that you've yeah. seen that brush up on you and pull on your board, how are you with? Being in the ocean, was there a, the next day a thing, or have you felt any weird? You know, like, ah, oh, fuck, I really hope that doesn't happen again, or how are you with that? Oh, yeah, look, I hope it never happens again. Um, but uh, the I surfed probably about 10 days later. Okay. Um, and it was funny, like, it, I went surfing, and um, where I surfed, like, we were doing this thing for, for 60 minutes, and where they took me surfing was a place I never surf anyway, just because I, I feel like it's a sharky little area. Oh. And sure enough... There's a little, there's a little bull shark just oh. coming through the lineup, and I'm like, but I was all right. I was all right at that point. Like I was like, oh, it's a fin, like it's fine. Um, I went in, and but it's the splash behind me. That's the thing that freaks me out still to this day. Everything else is fine. Like I've been, as I said before, I've been in the water with sharks. I'm, I'm fine. But um, it's the splash behind me that still freaks me out. So a real kind of a friend could be behind you and just do the fucking whoosh, and we've got fanning trembling is that how that works 100% my mate 
<laughs> I knew it. That's such an Aussie thing. I'm like, ah, oh, note to self. So splash behind him <laughs> makes him think the shark's there. That's, that's, that's funny shit. Uh, the other yeah. one is <clears throat> you had an injury where your butt came off. You lost a butt cheek. Exactly. <laughs> How's this? Like, what kind of what kind of injury? How do you slam and make your meat come off? Uh, yeah, my butt cheek didn't come off. I tore my hamstring off the bone up in my butt area. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Wait, was, I don't uh, even the the butt like the hamstring of the butt area. What is? Do you mean the where thing, it, where it joins uh, the top of it? So you got your butt here, and yeah. your hamstring comes up into the latches onto the bone uh, of your pelvis. Yeah, and I ripped that off. So the back bit snapped off. Yeah. Does that do knee damage as well when that snaps off? Like, does your MCL get loose? Nah, nah. It just it's just all total hamstring, um, and it just it just bunches up like a. Like oh, a so they have to yeah. they have to cut it really open to get all the way down the bottom and pull it back up, right? Yeah. So they go in, they cut it open, and they drag it back up, and they reattach it back to your butt. So like, got a little screw still back in there. Um, and yeah, sort of like, you know, have you ever seen an Achilles pop or something? You know yeah. how it just snaps and just rolls up and it's just yeah. a ball. I've yeah, seen a guy a thing. punch a glass uh, window and he cut his tendon and his finger dropped. And then they had to oh. cut all the way up his arm to get the tendon to pull it back down. So he had the dirtiest oh. scar. To put the puppet string back yeah, in. Yeah, ever. But I just remember him, like, he's like, I'm all right. And then one finger went, nah, no, you're not. And yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> did you do that on purpose? He's like, fuck, no, that's bad. I was like, yeah, you probably get it. I've heard people even say that they can hear, like, hamstring or Achilles oh, hell yeah. tears. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's meant to be like a shotgun. Just... Did you hear anything when yours? I was I was underwater. I just felt oh. like a... See, that's my next oh. question. What is the slam that makes it pop? So you're saying you're what kind of size wave and you hit the ground to make that happen, right? Pretty much. So what I went and did like a floater on the top of the roof. Yeah. And as I came down, my back foot slipped off the back of the board and I did the splits. Oh. And then, and then the wave hit me in the back and pushed me forward over my front leg and that's what popped it. Oh, I know that. Because I've done the tearing of it before. Yeah. I've just never made it fully pop. I did that jet skiing, jumping jet skis, and I didn't know because I just use it that you should probably have shoes on. So when I jumped <laughs> over a wave and I landed, my foot slipped up and I crunched over my own like over my body with my foot up in front of the jet ski and something popped. I thought I broke my leg, but it turned out I just tore something because I heard the pop. Done that a couple yeah. of times. Not so, fun. but Not but fun. then what kind of, that injury where you get that stapled, your leg stapled back to your ass, did you like turn, like did you feel like you're over surfing wise? Did you feel, feel like for a minute that's the end of your career? At the time, um, no one had really heard of that injury. Like that had happened in water skiing and stuff like that, but no one really knew exactly what to do. Um, so look, I had some people, I, the doctor that I went and saw, he said, look, if you don't get the surgery, you'll never run again. And then if you do get the surgery, you might run again. And so I was like, well, shit, I've got to run. It's sort of like running and surfing anyway. So yeah. I got the surgery and then, um, <laughs> Yeah, it sort of came back stronger, actually. Yeah, because people tell me that you started to train in a certain way 
that made you even better than before the injury, which then turned into people copying you and you've started like a, a new surfer, like people that are like, I've, I've, I go to, cause I'm a MMA fighter and I go to strength and conditioning places. I've been to a lot of guys, seen a lot of the best guys and every now and then I'll work out with pro surfers. And I remember thinking yeah, right. that that was not a thing, but now it's kind of common when I go to like a, a strength and conditioning camp, there's like some guy that's like, oh yeah, he's like one of the top surfers in the world. I'm like, right, I guess it makes sense. Like a giant wave holding you down, you should probably have like a bunch of power. And then if you do, then you could go to bigger waves, do more, risk more stuff because you're like a, a machine. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, before I did the injury, I was just like any other little kid. I was just running around surfing and having a good time traveling the world and partying. Um, and it wasn't until that I had that injury and I had to sit on the couch for six months that I had to have a really good look at my life and go, <laughs> all right, do I, what do I want to do here? You know, do I don't want to make it matter? And, and, uh, in that time I learned a lot about my body, learned a lot about nutrition. Like up until that point, I thought putting salad on a Macca's burger was, uh, was healthy, you know, so <laughs> it was, uh. I love your Australian accent. I fucking feel like such a sellout right now. Mackers. <laughs> I have not said that for a very long time. Uh, I feel like the, the training thing, you're very similar to like a Ricky Carmichael of motocross. I feel like there was a time there where Ricky became, I mean, I feel like if he's even said it where he didn't think he was the most talented guy on the track, he was the hardest working and that turned into him being the fastest and the best guy for a very long time. And then everybody stepped up and copied him. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's how I feel. I'm, uh, you know, there's way more talented surfers out there than me. But um, were they willing to do the hard work that I was doing? Uh, probably not. Um, so look, I I probably put that down to yeah, like obviously learning about body, but a lot of mental strength too. I worked on my mind um, where where that would give me that extra one two percent in those difficult situations where Men other guys probably didn't feel like feeling uncomfortable please tell me about the mental prep like what sort of what sort of training do you do for that oh mate my my, my mind's out of it <laughs> you don't want to jump in there <laughs> you're hey man you're talking to uh, trust me i'm sure it'll be similar but what what mental you're saying mental conditioning because of your life? Because I've always said from being a pro skateboarder, anybody I know that's good in, in sport, there's a lot of pain and a lot of um, particular parts of it where it becomes, you got to be fucking crazy to still be doing it like that. You know, but, but you don't see it as crazy because you had a crazy childhood that doesn't make this seem so bad. That was my, the like I think really good motocross guys, they, they, there's something hard about them. They had something... They had to really work hard when they were little and now it doesn't seem so hard like being drowned, being broken, having surgeries. A lot of people are like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. That's like crazy stuff to do because they don't have this weird thing to prove like people like you and I do because it seems like why keep, you know, I mean, when, you, when your hamstring snaps off, you were already, you know, I mean, you're already you. You were pretty cool. You could have just called it a day. <laughs> But you were nowhere near that. That lit a fire under your ass and made you this other person. What? It's only mental. What mental thing is the, do you have that we don't? Um, yeah, look, I think it's just being the youngest of five kids. I had this drive that I wanted to 
never give up. And that was, I, I felt like up until that point, I felt like I had sort of taken surfing for granted. You know, I, I made it pretty easily onto the world tour. And then all of a sudden there was this chance that it was all taken away from me. And I was just like, nah, that's not happening. So I wanted to just go out and, um, do my absolute best. So when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I'm like, I've done my best. Yeah. And so that's sort of where I was. Um, but yeah, the mental side of it was just, you know, people don't like to be out of their comfort zone. And I purposely put myself out of my comfort zone to make sure I'm okay with that. Know that I can get back to my comfort zone if needed. What's an uncomfortable thing you put yourself in to test? Oh, mate. <laughs> There's all kinds of Give me the juice, motherfucker. Give sharks. me a couple of bombs. I know you're a fucking <laughs> maniac. Like to me, cold plunge. I know that the cold plunge, if I do it every day, because if you do it every now and then when you're sore, it's not that hard. If you do it every nah. day, it's fucking insane. Like when you get into it for the 20th time in the morning, you're like, I don't even know how much good it's doing, but I feel like a fucking idiot because this is so bad. But I know that it definitely helps with shit. Well, that's the thing. It's like those days where someone else won't get up, you're getting up. You know, that's uncomfortable. Those days when the alarm goes off and you're like, oh, all I want to do is just lay in bed for a little bit longer. It's like, get up. You know? So it's putting yourself in those sort of situations, waves where you don't want to go and surf them because they look terrifying. It's like, get out there. It's uh... That's why I'm not as good at you at surfing yet. Uh, sometimes I go out there and I go, Ooh, it's a bit cold, you know? And I'm like, fuck, it's like two people out there. You know, if there's two, this is my theory on sharks. If there's two people out there and I'm the worst, if I paddle like an injured seal, I'm the guy that's going to get bit, man. So I can't, I need, if it's more people there, I'm like, come on, man. Like the great white's going to bite me and not these fuck faces. No way. The odds are, yeah. uh, are better. But yeah, you sometimes I go battles. home. That's what I gotta do. I gotta pretend I'm Mick Fanning next time I go. I'll be like, <laughs> who the f- he fucking Fanning would get out there. Yep. So get out there, Ellis, you soft cunt. Right, I got it. <laughs> I'm gonna take that one and run with it. Do you think uh, having that mentality helps you with fatherhood? Like getting up and going the extra mile for your kid? Because you, you got that tank where you could dig deep? Oh, mate, I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, you know, I, I used to be pretty selfish, do things just for me. And oh, yeah. As soon as, and then, like, that, those first 10 days, two weeks, where you're just in that world of, I oh, know, it's seriously the worst jet lag, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to sleep. And it's like, no, if you don't get up, this thing <laughs> won't live. So you have to get up. This thing. It is gnarly when they're very little. My, my co-host, Michael, has ones that are just coming out of that, but they still has two, so you're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, that, yeah. Thing, that thing never leaves you alone. <laughs> Doesn't. It's, and you always got to be on. Like, I would, I would like to go for a surf and then come home and have a nap. That doesn't happen anymore. It's like you're on the mat <laughs> with a kid and you're playing with toys. And- yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing at him so bad. Like, you know, you get to surf and then you would like to have a nap, would you fucking fatty? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like... Do two things for you like, in a row? That's, that's a, ridiculous. Yeah, that's a single man statement. You better say goodbye to those days, yeah. my friend. For the first <laughs> yeah, kid, you'll neglect the second gone. one. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the second one is easier. The second one's You realize easier. how much tougher babies are by the time you've dropped your first one a few times. You just realize what you can get away with. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm, I'm so like still got it in bubble wrap, but uh, 
it's 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 amazing i'm so intrigued like not only babies but just women in general like how strong they are to go through birth it's just next level right it's, no I, so in awe. I agree because i yep when i saw the baby come out i was like fuck that is yeah as a person that's had surgeries and compound fractures and shit i was like nah no, you mean like uh, the, even that, even that fucking needle in the spine? I'm like, fuck, you guys are playing way too hard. This is bullshit. And then, oh man, like things that are stretching. I'm like, nah, mate, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> Very wild, fortunate to be the dude. Go out there and surf and have a nap, and then you know, tend to your baby instead of being the, the mum is definitely working the harder thing. Which, which I've always said mental toughness is a woman that has had a baby like when there's fighters that are that are mums i always have you always bet on the mom i always bet on the mom because they've been somewhere that that other lady has not been exactly exactly i i don't know where they go but man i i felt like like i felt like i was pretty good in getting in the zone and stuff like that when i went into events yeah when i saw my partner go in you know, to have this baby, I felt like a novice. I was yeah. like, nah, she's so many levels above where I was. It's just, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm not even, as a competitive guy, I'm not even, I don't, you, that baby shit's all you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even trying to say I could do it. You I can't. Win. You yeah. win. No. So she do wins. you surf, <laughs> do you, your job is still, you're still a legend. You're still everywhere. Are you like, fuck these little rats i'm taking them out or you're just like hell yeah these it's time to be a dad and and you know get my surf in when i can things are pretty good business wise are you like you know in charge of shit um yeah i still try and do as little as possible nice uh, just go surfing um yeah look i'm just i'm just stoked to be home and just stoked to be uh yeah being a dad that's pretty much it um i have a few different things going on but it's not like a, a nine to five job or anything like that. I, my whole thing is if I see a swell that I really want to go and chase, I can still go chase it. But my, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm pretty much just being a dad and I'm stoked on that. When you say a swell, could this be like in another country? Uh, not at the moment. But, but if you hear about <laughs> it, would you go? Um, yeah, that's what we used to do before COVID hit. We used to just see a swell, a place where we might want to go and just go, we're on it and just, just jump on the plane and go. It was, it was amazing before all this, uh, shutdown happened. So when you say swell, when it, when you know that there's a giant wave, that's when you want to go. Um, I'm not, I'm not the big wave Dave guy. Right. I'm sort of chasing more fun waves, like waves where you get barreled for, you know, five, six seconds. That's sort of my my dream. Right. Uh, I'm not going to go chase Jaws and 60-foot waves. That's not me. That's crazy. We have the same dream. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> the only oh, problem mate, is no. you do it all the time and it's probably never going to happen to me unless I'm on the front of your board like a <laughs> fucking toddler. I'll push you in. I'll push you in. That's how, You know, that's how I got... I surfed cloud break. I guess I should give myself... One time that I can't surf, I only surf longboards because I can't surf. But I went to Tabarua for the Nixon thing one year, and um, the two brothers, Malloy brothers, Keith, they've said, Come out, it's big swell to bring your board, but just stay in the boat. And then they were like, Come out, 
out the back and just watch, get a feeling of like how cool it is because it was six to eight cloud break. And I go, okay. So then I'm on my little short board that I've never stood up on before. I never made it on any board. I just brought it. Somebody got, uh, Nixon guys got me a board to bring so I look like a surfer. Then <laughs> Keith Malloy's like, you going or not? And I'm like, I no way, no way. And he's like, no, you'll be all right. Like, I'll push you in. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, come over here. So I go over there and he goes, when you think you're going to get up, just paddle two more times. No problem. And I go, okay, fucking pro surfer guy. And then... He pushed me in it and I stood up and the whole thing was like, I just felt it over the back of me being really big. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I just shot out of the side of it and started paddling because there was more waves coming. And that was, I was nowhere near done with that surfing moment. I was nowhere near celebrating. I was not happy because you guys with your fucking, when I see the white caps coming on the next wave, Sal's paddling over to, you know, Sal Masakela, obviously. Yeah. Sal's like, dude you know because he knows i can't surf dude that was sick and i i remember it going i'm i have no i'm not saying (laughs) shit to you sal i was almost tearing up because i was like if that fucking wave tips me over and drags me down there these guys can swim these guys bounce off things i've i I swear i thought that was the end of my life when i went over that like i went "Eh," and made it over and i paddled straight back to the boat and it was the most terrifying moment of my life but i but, though, but that tells me how fucked up you guys are. Because it's, even when you stand up, <laughs> the ground comes out of the water. Like right when the way's perfect, there's fucking rocks coming out of the ground at you to tell you that if you fall off, that's what you're landing on. And I got shorts on. No pads, no helmet. You guys are fucked. Uh, <laughs> I've been in the same situation at Cloud Break, but it's probably a little bit bigger. And uh, yeah. I was just as terrified. Yeah, it's, I don't uh, believe you at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate. Cloud breaks a gnarly wave. It's it's one of the, it's a wave that's uh, as you said. There's there's live coral at the bottom. It's it hurts. Oh yeah, that was the other thing they told me that if I landed on the coral, that the, this coral can grow off your bone. Yeah. That do you know that? I've heard you can get staff, and yeah, it's. I think they might have uh, fed you a few too many there, but <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. they told that was in the same story, sentence where they were telling me the most poisonous snakes and all this other shit were all in the water. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Scared yeah, the yeah. shit out of me. Yeah, it's a good way to uh, introduce you to surfing. Hey, just yeah, tell yeah. you all the bad things that can happen. Under what circumstances did you come to surf under the northern lights? It seems like that would be especially foreboding to be surfing when it's dark. Yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. I um, I was in this period of my career where I had six months off the tour, and and um, Red Bull just came to me and said, "Hey, would you like to go to Norway and surf under the northern lights?" I'm like, "One, yes, I'll go to Norway. Two, I couldn't think of anything crazier." Um, and yeah, luckily we had a 10 day trip and in, on the second day, it all just came together. The lights came out, there's a little bit of swell and, um, just paddled out in the dark. Um, and it was seriously one of the most amazing experiences. I was, I was so, because I'd never seen the Northern lights before. I was just laying on my back, just looking up in the ocean, just, you know, 
not even worried about what was going on in the water. I was just amazed by these lights. And then all of a sudden, the wave lands on me. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. I'm meant to be surfing. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, it was incredible. It was such a beautiful experience and just something that still lays it into my brain. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, the video is incredible. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah, I, mm. sur- surfing in the dark sounds like, once again, another thing that I don't think I'm... I would really love to get to the level where I feel like I can sense the ocean is coming before. Because I feel like in bright, broad daylight, I still can't tell what's about to happen. So in the dark <laughs> would be a bad idea. It was wild. It wasn't actually that dark. It was like... Oh, because the sky lights it up. Yeah, it was just all lit up. So it was sort of like, you know, it was almost like twilighty in a way. So it wasn't, wasn't like I was just pure, okay. pure pitch black. It was like, yeah, it was pretty pretty luminescent. What's the coldest water you'll surf in before you're like, no, not worth it. I don't care how good the wave is. Oh, we went to Alaska um, a couple of years ago and I think it got down to like one or two degrees Celsius. Yeah. And it was, it hurt. It really hurt. Like hour maximum and you were just frozen to the bone. What kind of wetsuit do you have on in one degrees? Um, you you're playing with um, five mil thick, five, five six mil thick yeah. um, boots, gloves, hood, and it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you wear. It just comes straight through <laughs> and just cuts into the bone. Like <laughs> you talk about ice plunges. Yeah, that's easy compared to this. For an hour, you'll stay out there. You try. You try. As soon as you stop moving, you're done. It's like. Your fingers freeze up, your toes go, your knees go. It's just like, get me back to the boat. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope we got good video because that sounds like one of those ones where I'd be like, did you get it? Good. Now get me back on the boat now. That's- 100%. That's how it was. <laughs> so, what do you, so you, you just go, you don't surf, like you're not going to, you're not going to compete. You can just fly around whenever you see a swell. But right now, if you saw a swell, you're pretty serious daddy mode. He's pretty, they're pretty little. So you got to, do you go or do you stay? Um, yeah, look, it's it's one of those things where you've you've got to um, assess the assess the danger pretty much. And if like we got uh, for some reason, there's an event happening in Tasmania called uh, Cape Fear, and it's at this wave called Shipsterns. Yeah, and it's terrifying. And uh, Red Bulls just put me into it. I don't actually really want to be in it. Oh. And yeah, my girl, my mom, and everyone's like, "No, don't do it, don't do it." I'm like, "Well, oh, I sort of got it, <laughs> I'm absolutely terrified." Um, but wow, yeah, that's sort of like the only event I'm doing at the moment. Uh, it's like a four month <laughs> waiting period, and they're just waiting. I know they're waiting for something just huge, and um, yeah, it's sort of just living in the anxiety until the thing actually runs and it's over. Holy shit! Well, good to see things are, yeah. you know what I mean, calm down. Sounds player. like retirement's treating you well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Might well, not sleep a little bit. I really appreciate you getting up early and talking to us, mate. I, I, it's a, oh, good. a really big deal to have you on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for having us. There it is. All the best. Later, mate. The great McFanny. Cheers. Appreciate it. Bye. Wow. He spoke uh, fluent. That job Trump. sounds so tough. Yeah. I don't want to do the. I'm not even going to say that. Drink, but I don't even. I don't. 
I don't want to go. You're inviting me to the world's scariest weekend. I don't want to go to that. No, I know. Yeah. Surely we could do something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Monster would never do that. Absolutely not. No, they, 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 they only treat their f- athletes to fun. No fear, only fun. Uh, speaking of fun. Yeah. Dingo, you're here. Yeah. Are you ready to do our signature segment? Here we go. It's time for news with an Australian point of view. That's a knife. From the fabulous Aussie bush. It's- Good day, LA. With your hosts, the Dingo. Y'all, listen up now. The Shark. I got big mobs of money. And young wing himself, Mr. Jason Ellis. That's why chicks always lick my butt. Who wouldn't love to go to Hollywood? It's Good Day LA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. We've, um, we've... Been a wild ride, huh? It's been more than a minute. Yeah, how you been, Shark? <laughs> oh, good day, Cobra. I saw that you got COVID. Fucking hell, man! I feel like a yes. A got... man, a man of your, a man of your um, stature and age, and oh, I'm huge. How did you feel? <laughs> did you, did you, did you feel like you were gonna get through it at all times, or did never you never think... a doubt? Never a doubt, right? Yes. Drinking wine straight up. How many days were you in the hospital? Mini. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> He blacked out. <laughs> I, I saw. I, I saw that you're selling your 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 property's home in in Florida. Man, you know a lot about the shark. You know a bit more about me than I follow him on Insta. I follow him on Instagram. Try following myself. I follow, I, you know so much about the shark that the shark forgot what he talks like. <laughs> I follow the shark on Instagram. You know, I don't know. It's a big deal to get I him in. I will wreck you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How are you? Ja- back. You're good, Jace. I'm tough. Ready yeah, to go. You're ready to go. Let's go. Uh, Tiger Woods took to Instagram, thanking fans around the world for their support as he returned home from hospital three weeks after a scary uh, one-car accident nearby Palos Verdes. The collision caused significant... How many, how many cars did you say? He Just one car. I think one, one car, car, one tree, in, in, maybe. An accident. Maybe one car, with one himself. tree. With, him, with yeah. himself in the car. I just wanted to clarify. And Shark, as, as I wanted a, to, one golfer to another, how do you feel about... I, w- I wanted to also ask Shark... stick to golf carts. He'd done a Genesis competition... <laughs> He'd done a Genesis competition, and the next morning he was still driving a logoed up Genesis car. Sega Genesis. Genesis. Or the band. The Phil Collins. No. <laughs> <laughs> the man, if Tiger had a Phil Collins car, he would be so cool. I loved his work on Invisible Touch. The uh, collision yeah, caused significant injuries to Tiger. I can see the shark listening to Invisible Touch. Right, right leg. Cave in Invisible Touch, yeah. He had shattered bones in multiple places of his lower leg. Some oh, of his shit. fractures went through the skin and uh, were stabilized by a rod. Screws pins were used in his ankle for foot injuries. Tiger, who has not remembered the accident, is working on getting stronger every day. Have you ever had a driving accident that bad? If you can't handle your drink, don't drink and drive. Right. <laughs> That's what my mother told me. Yeah, if you can't handle your Roxy's, maybe get an Uber. Apparently that thing he was driving has a black box, a, a black box. It does. To say. Hey, well, like be a- careful of the things you say. But if he's right, Kevin is right. The car does have a black box, and they have gone and retrieved it to um to uh, find out how smashed he was before he crashed. Well, nobody. The uh, yeah, no- he said right before, like I shouldn't have had all those daiquiris. Ah! Yeah, because they didn't what you take say his- when you crash for sure. They didn't take his blood. They didn't take his blood. Yeah, interesting. Wonder why. The first uh, Caesar Milan offers to help to the White House. Caesar Milan, the famous dog person, the dog what? whisperer. The dog whisperer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard that dog whispers whisperers are liars. 
The first pooch has got a temporary boot from the... The first pooch has gotten a temporary boot from the White House. Yeah, you know, Biden's dog's got kicked out for biting somebody. His dog is a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, both, was it both of them or just one? What? Was it both dogs or just one? Both, both dogs attacked everybody at the same time. President Biden's three-year-old... Cool thing at the mouth. German Shepherd Rescue Major got a timeout along with uh, First Family's older dog, Champ. Champ the, ate the FBI. After Major was delayed yeah, with Major some aggressive behavior, Champ. even biting a Secret Service agent. Major, that's right. <laughs> Major ate Champ and Champ ate the FBI. <laughs> the White Ma- House, it is literally dog eat dog. Yeah. Major was sent back to the president's home in Delaware for some additional training, but fame dog whisperer Cesar Milan says Major's problem was caused by getting... Uh, adjusted to the new home and sending him away will not only make it worse. He'll only bite everyone into it. Get away. <coughs> Milan has graciously offered to fly in for some hands-on-hand assistance. No word yet on whether the offer will be accepted and Caesar will be doing some whispering what about in the a, White House. What about a major helmet? I don't think we... A Captain Mouthpiece. Mi- dressed like medieval knights. A Captain Muzzle. Ooh! <laughs> Oh, so they have like the sh- thing over, so they can't. They're just in there barking in their own little can. <laughs> like you can't, they can't bite you. I thought perhaps the government could dress like knights, so the dogs could continue biting them. Nice. I, guess I didn't see Biden having German. You have a war in the in the out the front of the White House every afternoon for everyone to watch. I guess I didn't Shouting see at noon. See Biden having German shepherds as, as pets. Oh yeah, what kind of dog does he look like? He would have. He kind of looks like a poodle dog person. Wow, you're words. calling him old. <laughs> have you seen how old these dogs these dogs are? The dogs actually didn't look that. They were no, three. they're fucked up. Are they? Oh yeah, they're fucked. But they, they were... don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're, they're old farts. Yeah, dogs. they're like uh, thanking people for shit that didn't even happen. They're <laughs> they're gone. They're way worse than him. He doesn't know what's happening. Shaquille O'Neal's in the news. Have you spent much time with Shaq? Love Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Like, a, like a brother. Yeah, yeah I feel like does. you two would get along like a house on fire. Yeah, the yin and the yang of, that, of sport. <laughs> yeah, know? the yin and the yang, right? Two of the best. We plow. Two of the great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they hit the hose hard. <laughs> and finally, basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal has revealed he once had a close encounter he'll never forget with Icy Hot. Speaking of Conan, oh. speaking of Conan O'Brien, Shaq recalled uh, the time an NBA team trainer applied the icy hot a little too far on Shaq's thigh and got some of the blue gel on the former MG, MVP's ball bag. Yeah, Shaq says he left the court and made a uh, beeline for the showers, but the water had only spread the hot icy around, making the situation worse. Thankfully, Shaq says there was a janitor in the locker room who. Uh, Helped uh, jerk him off. Suggest he use milk to the burn. No, not jerk him off. To use milk. You're doing that. Yeah, no, oh, you totally. Gesture. Yeah, you jerked him off. I don't even know what the fuck the argument is about. The international symbol for milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, Shaq still uses ice yacht and makes a pretty penny making TV commercials for them. That's all right. They nearly burn your eye. You nearly burn your balls off, and you make a couple million bucks a year off, and that works out. Have you ever you ever burnt your balls on the hot icy? No, and I've never let a trainer accidentally cup my nads. Are you sure? My wife put not accidentally menthol. <laughs> <laughs> my wife put menthol roll on in my armpit the other day. It did it burn? Yeah, I ended up with icy on my dick once. Why? I, feel. I thought it was cream. Did, did it hurt? To wait, cream to jerk off with? Yeah. 
Wait, you jerked off I, with Icy Hot? I didn't jerk off with it. I just, I just said I. You started applying. You tried to jerk applying. off with Icy Hot. <laughs> wow, how long do you jerk your dick you with Icy you Hot before it kicks you, in? You don't even get to jerk. You as soon as you the touch cream it. on, and you're fucking you idiot. The icy oh, okay. bit's okay. It's, it's, it's the heat you've got to look out for. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? You already had a boner, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, oh good, man. good talk. Yeah, but he <laughs> man, but, you burnt you icy hot your shaft. Yeah, dude, that is like, I think that that might be the worst thing that you could do with icy hot. Like if you put is. an icy hot finger in your butt, I feel like maybe probably inside, pretty bad. That like probably inside of your butt, no, that would probably suck. I heard the inside of your butt has less sensation. Oh, it does. Yeah, you would know. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, how long did it take? I'm, I'm curious because obviously it probably started feeling unpleasant very quickly. No, right? same routine as Shaq. I just didn't have a, I didn't have janitor and milk. I was straight into the shower, and then uh, and then I just I think I got a wet paper. I think I got a wet like towel, cold wet towel, and then sat it on there for a while. How long did your boner hang around for? Oh, uh, it was gone. Instantly. One time I got crabs and I put the crab cream like I just poured the bottle on my dick and balls, and it started burning so bad. And then I got in the shower. And I had the shower on cold, and I was on my back with my legs spread apart with the cold shower on my uh, balls and like ass dick area because it was burning for so long that I didn't, I just wanted cold water on it until it. Jeez, uh, yeah, so bad. Still did, had crabs um, the next day too. Did uh, oh, so, oh man, right? resilient. They took it. I couldn't. Fucking crabs, Australian crabs, not to be fucked with. Let Remember he that. Not had Australian crabs case the first stone. <laughs> Have you been following um, the uh, Meghan Markle, Oprah? Uh, yeah, you've been following She's, Shark? She seems like a cunt. <laughs> Which yeah. one? Everybody involved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Meghan Markle has a message for out-of-work women, uh, personally handwritten message. SmartWorks, an organization that helps unemployed women return to the workplace by providing coaching tips and professional-looking clothes for job interviews, revealed that the Duchess of Sussex wrote a series of special notes. Success. Success. Wishing luck to job-hunting women. <laughs> Megan put up her uh, calligraphy skills. Calligraphy? Calligraphy. Calligraphy skills to good use, addressing and signing each message with a sentence of two to encouragement in her own handwriting. For one client, Megan wrote, You'll be amazing in the interview. Remember, deep breaths and be yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm confused by this entire story. A I woman, don't know why, Dingo. You speak perfect sense <laughs> to me. A woman who married into vast, unimaginable wealth has been writing letters to unemployed women with calligraphy saying, good luck finding money. Oh, right. Okay, that's pretty rough. Uh, I love Prince. Fruit Loops. But 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 um, after the recent interviews, isn't it pretty, aren't we pretty, she's not a part of the family anymore, is she? Wait, yeah, she is. I think she'll be okay. She's a part of the family. She is. I don't think you can get out. She's not it's the, like the Crips. She's 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 not the most favorite person in the yeah, family. But you can't get out. <laughs> no, they have to kill you to get out, right? They bought a fifteen million dollar home. Oh, they did. Well, That's not that bad. Shark, you probably how's your how much is yours? Not fifteen million. Oh, right, interesting. Wow, they really must be doing well. Yeah, they <laughs> must be doing well. Well, you even than I keep What's... finding stories. I don't know how I'm bouncing around this. Oh, uh, I'm baffled by the order in which you're reading these as well. <laughs> Great to be back together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we never left. Yin Yang. Um, uh, Rihanna hasn't dropped an album in five years, but don't worry. 
her bank account is just fine. She uh, is the proud owner of a Beverly Hills mansion after she reportedly dropped $13.8 million on a beautiful 7,000-square-foot home sitting on a 22,000-foot property, complete with pool, spa, fire pit, five beds, some Better kitchens, have, um, security. Um, gourmet chefs, gourmet chefs' kitchen, doesn't say anything about security. Meanwhile, Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen DeGeneres is selling her luxury Beverly Hills hideaway. Uh, the talk show host and wife, Portia de Rossi, look to be trying to flip their mega mansion at a cool profit. Five bedrooms and 12 bathrooms. Ellen and Portia uh, purchased 12. the pad... Two and a half years ago from uh, Maroon 5's frontman Adam Levine for $42 million, but I've relisted the price for $53 million. Have you ever sold a home for that much? I do not believe I have. I do not wow. believe I've had a house with 12 bathrooms. Wow. But last time I checked Beverly Hills, you get robbed just hanging out down the street there. So not a safe place I heard. I was going to say, crap. man, I'm in the news for fucking owning a $15 million house in Beverly Hills. Like, I am on the fucking, there on the bullseye, man. Like, wherever she goes to eat, watch the fuck out. Right? Everyone's robbing everybody Everybody. Out there. Watch Sketchy. Ellen DeGeneres. You couldn't pay me to live in that. You could be kind of. You couldn't pay me to live in that fifty-three million dollar home. You could be tough now. You could be from Beverly Hills and be kind of tough. Where do you live, Beverly Hills? Whoa! (laughs) Got that fucking chain on around you walk around there. That is crazy. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) you can't wear jewelry around West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. I would not go. I got a friend of mine. Cop friend told me to stop wearing jewelry. I got a friend who got ran over the other day because he got his chain yanked. And he's just had two surgeries on his foot because his shin bone popped hey, out. I like would not real. go to the, I would not go to Melrose with these shoes. Nah, you're too gangster. Somebody might say, "Give me your shoes." Yeah. This is why I live on a boat. <laughs> there he is. Very. So he's so smart. Had, isn't he? had to burgle a boat. Yeah. Have you been noticing anything, Kevin? Uh, n- no. Oh. I mean, I I'm in Studio City where it's just uh, there's there. not. There's not a lot of crime. There's just a lot homeless. of homeless people. Yeah. yeah, it's starting to look like The Walking Dead. Like you'll be driving down the street, and like actually, coming on the other side of the road will just be a guy like lost, looking up into the sky. Like it really looks like a zombie movie. Yeah, wow. You know, I heard if you're homeless, you can go somewhere to get a stimulus stimulus check. Really? You get a, yep. your ID or some shit thing, and yeah, homeless can get some money. Well, they should, they, they deserve so the it homeless more than, don't have a lot of phones, so they probably don't even know that's happening. But they they deserve it more than these people that you know have you know income of you know. What about rich people that got money for this? Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. They I have been. I like I I would feel bad. Mm. I I lost my job the other day, and I would still feel bad. Right. Harry Styles ran into Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't really know who he is. I love him. Do what? I love it. Whoopty damn do. Oh, you, you're you a huge fan then, Chuck. Are you, are you a fan of Taylor or a fan of Harry? Well, I was a fan of Tyler, uh, Taylor once. Aha! I get what he did there, Jace. She got old. Get it? He, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, fanned her once. I thought he was just saying he didn't oh. like her anymore. You're saying he had sex with her. He used to enjoy music. Fucked her once. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Fans feared the worst pop stars and exes. Taylor Swift and Harry Styles had an unplanned and potentially awkward encounter at this year's Grammys. But uh, but fear turned to relief when eagle-eyed lip readers were able to decode Harry's message to be sex flame, flashing the million-watt smile that made Taylor fall head over heels when he first met 10 years ago. Viewers caught Harry graciously saying, quote, Nice to see you. I bumped into him at an award show like five years ago, and we brushed shoulders. Uh, it was the American Music Awards, and he, I was going up the stairs, and he was coming down, and he's coming with his team. You brushed, checked him. Brushed shoulders, yeah. and then he casually 
just winked at me and we kept moving. It was fucking, I liked it. He, he, th- he hit, you were like, I like Harry Styles. I like that wink. I, he gave me a solid wink, dude, and I never forgot it. He and I've been a fan you. ever since. I've been a fan ever since. And, and I like, wink. and I like his, and his last album, I actually enjoyed it. And then his Gucci campaign, I thought was fucking one of the coolest things yeah, ever. Yeah, a Gucci campaign? Yeah, huge one. Wow. Yeah. All he wears is like all that shit that he wears. Like that's all he wears. But he had a sick Gucci campaign this year. And what uh, about Tila? I fucking hate her too. But I never fucked her, so you got one up. Wait, I thought I you liked her. I, I thought you were a friend. I, we had this conversation. You, yeah, she, she was, was rude a, to him. Oh, right? she, yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck that bitch. See? Then. Yeah. Disrespecting the dingo. Right. I'm Team Harry. Yeah, me too. Then. <laughs> I like Gucci. <laughs> I don't even know. Is Harry Styles a singer? Yeah. English yeah. singer. He could be gay. Well, that's cool too, but yeah, I don't. Couldn't I feel. How's Harry? <laughs> how does Harry Styles go? I do not know a single anyone, Harry Styles song. Point, 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 point. I have no idea. You don't know one Harry Styles song? No. You know a Harry Styles song? Yeah, I listen to him. You can't play yeah, it. We're not Just to say play it. Music How's it go? No, I was right. No, what about one? He doesn't have like a hook or anything. Like I'm Harry, some shit. I'll play it to you after. <laughs> All right. I was hoping I could it get like It would be very helpful to listeners. Mm, yeah. That's all the news I got. Thanks for joining, Shark. You're just a very busy man. Was um was Taylor top or bottom? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking if Taylor Six <laughs> fucked the shark? <laughs> she, he said that she did. Okay. Once. She doesn't seem like a person that would put a strap on on. I think he meant was Taylor on top or on the bottom. Oh, sorry. Now, was she uh, was she a top or a bottom? <laughs> That's what I thought I heard. So, makes more sense All to of me. All my you know? girlfriends are tops. <laughs> <laughs> All my girlfriends are tops. <laughs> Man, that's a blues song. That's that's a real sad, sad blues song. <laughs> my girlfriends are tops because it's gonna go down. Penis not working oh. street. That's what that song's gonna go down. A lot of give and take. <laughs> That's oh, all man. I got for us today. All right. I, thank you, Dingo. That was a great job. That's really okay. Appreciate cool. you. Fuck yeah. uh, I believe we've done a show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Thank you, everybody, for spreading the word. We, uh, we hear that it is growing every episode. We do a little bit better. Hopefully, this was a great episode. People have said, hey, man, bring people back that are on the show. Dingo is here. This is the Jason Ellis Show with the Dingo, just like a Monday but in podcasting, so we appreciate everybody. I'm here to listen. stay. Anytime, there Ding. Go. I, t- I told him I'd be missing you guys. I miss you Michael. I miss Kevin. I miss you. This is the first time I've seen you in person, Dingo, oh, yeah. in over a year. It's co- oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's fucking great. Wait, you is look it? good. Oh, it yeah. is. Oh, thanks, man. You look good because you're in your own bubble. Yeah. This is emotional, you guys. Yeah. It is. Like and subscribe. Tell and, your friends. And Patreon. Don't. Oh, yeah. Patreon forward slash Alice, mate. Don't die. Boy, boy, boy. Oh, 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 oh,
Discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.